Guys, welcome back to It's Not Polite to Ask. I'm your host, Albert Destrada, back again with my partner in crime. They call him the biggest guy in Broward, Mr. Brandon Shaw. Brandon, how you doing? Welcome back to the podcast. Doing good, Al. Thanks for having me back, pal. Uh, I was a little surprised, but apparently people liked you on the podcast last week, so we had to fire you back by popular demand. Apparently, I'm not the only crazy person in the United States that enjoys your company and your humor. People uh, people like hearing people who are not uh, completely of sound mind and body. Yeah, well, I mean, your body's pretty sound, but your mind is a little questionable. Eh, I get, eh, it gives off certain sounds. It's a lot of, a lot of creaking these days. Nah, you're not that bad. Eh. We got, uh, for, for the listeners home, uh, thanks for tuning in. This is our second episode of the podcast. We had a... We had a lot of fun last week. Uh, had to get Brandon back over here and had to do a little bribing with him. I told him, hey man, if you come over, record a podcast here at the new condo. I'll get you some food. And then we'll I stopped you- listening after that and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> we did one of fa- Brandon's favorite spots. Uh, for those of you familiar with the tr- uh, Cuban Grill Pollo Tropical. We ordered Pollo Tropical. Now we ran into a little bit of a problem, Brandon, because I have an issue where I don't like to order food from restaurants when they're close to closing like in the but, in the vicinity uh, of closing and we kind of argue because your barometer for what's close to closing and my barometer are very very different it, here's the thing out this is the real pandemic it's fast food places stopping their food service 15 minutes before the posted sign so in actuality basically these guys are shutting the kitchen down 30 minutes prior just refusing to take orders 15 minutes prior and just leaving me in in, in a real conundrum. This is this is the real pandemic that's that's sweeping the nation. And I don't look down upon fast food workers. Let me get that very clear. I don't look down on these people. People work second jobs. People working their way through college. But if you're hired to cook chicken, there is a, a, a binding metaphorical contract here that you need to cook chicken until the time that you tell me. Because I'm expecting chicken up until 10 o'clock from Pollo. And the fact that they're not serving chicken until, until 10 is just... That's the real pandemic. Despite that being such a chicken-centric rant you just went on there, there's actually a lot to unpack there. Number one, (laughs) from a fast food standpoint, let's say Chick-fil-A is the gold standard, right? And I'm not just saying that because their sauce is golden. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I'm not just saying that. But I I feel like... Chicken sandwich is also golden brown. I feel like Pollo Tropical is in that slightly next tier of... It's fast food, but it's not. It's like... They're like Target. It's it's economy shopping, but it's done a little bit better. More so than that, I like to refer to it like by like the cell phone plans, right? So obviously they're not cricket wireless. <laughs> they're more of like a T-Mobile. Yeah. Like you're you're clearly you're doing okay. You're not going to like McDonald's on on Wednesday and Sunday. I don't even know if they still do that. That was my childhood back in the day. Wednesday and Sunday, thirty nine cent hamburgers. But you're, you know you're not doing cricket wireless, which is McDonald's. You're you're in like that T-Mobile. Maybe you're on like one of the lower plans on Verizon type of deals. It's still a little bit nicer for sure. It definitely boils a little bit up there. I like it. It's it's healthier fast food. But, dude, at the end of the day, man, these like these people, you know, they're trying to get home, Brandon. They got to clean up. They don't want to sit there and make you chicken till you know, the last available minute. So, for me, my... Unspoken chicken contract. You sign up, chicken until 10. Maybe. Maybe. But my, my thing is... I look at it like there's a 20-minute grace period. I think to me, and that's kind of the spot we got into, I looked down, I remember looking down at the time, and it was like 9.37 local, and it's that weird, 
in-between zone where I'm like approaching 20 minutes. And to me, 20 minutes is like the window. Like I, I show up to these places and if I'm within 20 minutes, they're like, hi, sir, can we take your order? And I'm just like apologizing. I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I, I really apologize. Is there any way I can get some food? And because I, 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 I generally feel bad for them. I, I feel bad that I, I don't want them, I don't want to delay their evening. They're already usually aren't super pleased with the place they're working. So I just want to make that a nice, easy transition for them to get, get the hell out of Dodge, go home, watch some Netflix, maybe have a cold beverage after See, work. You're abiding by restaurant decorum here, right? There, whereas you're ordering food and some guy has got to like boil my pasta and toss it in the sauce, things of that nature. This food is ready. We're talking about the difference between taking the chicken and throwing it directly into the trash and saying, fuck you, Brandon, or just accidentally sliding a plate under there and chucking it out the window at my face. That's that's really what I'm talking about here. Yeah, you know what? That's probably true. I probably don't look at them as in a different category than most of the other restaurants. I just, I never worked in that, in the, in the, in the food and beverage, but I just always see the way shitty people treat restaurant employees from all places. It could be the, the a five-star steakhouse or it could be Pollo Tropical. And I just think they're human beings and, I don't know. I feel bad for them, man. I feel bad, and I appreciate that they. I eat out so much that I genuinely appreciate them serving me chicken for you know ten ninety nine. Sure, but we're living in the technological age, so I've got a solution. Video live look-ins the last hour at a restaurant, and you can just kind of let's just gauge what kind of mood they're in. Maybe they had a hard day. Maybe this guy's trudging around, and you don't want to bother him with chicken. But maybe he's up, and he's bright, and he's got tons of energy, and he's just flipping pans and flipping you know, pieces of chicken over there, and he's looking forward to seeing my bright and smiley face. Just a video live look-in to be like, this guy's going to spit, or this guy's not going to spit, Jeez. and just, and just let's, let's just gauge it. Let's just a video live look-in at Pollo Tropical, and you know, for the record, I hope somebody from Pollo Tropical is listening, just inform me of the sauce situation. Just let's, 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 get, let's get right down to the nitty-gritty. Don't let me get to the window after ordering... The skirt steak, and then tell me that there's no chimichurri because that's not how it works. That's like making a doctor's appointment, sitting in the waiting room. I get into the waiting room, and they go, "There's no doctor," and I go, "Why? Do, why do you even have me here at this point?" Oh, and uh, speaking of the sauces here for uh, for our listeners, just to get a little bit, this is one of my favorite parts of this podcast is we get a really intense behind the scenes look at just to the level of Brandon's insanity. Um, so this is verbatim what he texted me when I told him, hey, buddy, I'll pick you up some Pollo Tropical before we go. And he says, I go, he's trying to tell me on the phone what he wants, but you know you never want to hear what they want. You always want the text, right? You always want the text so you can just read it verbatim. So I tell him to text me. He texts me what he wants, and he goes, "Choppy chop, extra chicken, black beans, white rice, and then I quote, every salsa they have and curry mustard. And I remember reading this part of the text and I go, Brandon, you get three sauces, bud. I don't care that we've been good friends for many, many years. I'm not going to ask this, for, this poor freaking guy for every salsa they have and curry mustard. It's just not going to happen, buddy. I love you, but not that much. Common misunderstanding. The food is a vessel for sauces. The food is basically an edible plate that I'm there to just douse in different sauces. Specifically, at Pollo Tropical when the chicken's been sitting there and it needs some sort of moisture to make it edible. Well, I got to ask you, though. If, if I got you the pollo and I got you the chicken and I got you the sauces, why was it that when you got here to my house, the first thing you did was in, finish your food, inhale it, and then immediately, no waiting, say, I don't even remember eating chicken, I'm getting Uber Eats, and then just order the most disgusting smelling sushi 
dead penis fetus mm-hmm. stew. Yep. Like, what are you doing, buddy? I just moved into this place and you're going to stink up the joint like that? It's a new restaurant and they only serve fish genitalia. No, but it's, <laughs> it's because your level of sushi eating is basically like some rice and some eel sauce and like enough to fake the funk so that you could take a girl out and be like, there's this new sushi restaurant that I like. They just shove teriyaki sauce right up my nose. This is just, this is just whatever you ordered there, brother. It sound, it smelled like a diseased person's urine. Is what I thought. How much time were you spending in the infectious disease ward that you know what that smells like? Clearly, clearly too much. Yeah, that's clearly that, too much. Hashtag big yikes. But uh, listen for for the guys. Uh, you know, I guess Brandon and I haven't caught up in a while. So for our you know uh, spell. fans at home, you know, it's 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 good to see you, buddy. It's really good to see. You. I moved. Uh, you know, to give an update from last episode, I did move. Brandon and I are no longer roommates. We miss each other as much as two heterosexual men can usually miss each other. And uh, I'm here at the new condo, you know, and I this week has been pretty much a nightmare, as you can expect. Uh, moving always sucks. Unpacking is generally worse. And during the unpacking process, I had my mom here, my Cuban mother, Annie, came by and was very helpful. She, she loves me almost too much, really. And we, you know, it took us a couple days to unpack. And I, I got to tell you, Brandon, in, in classic my mom form, as she's unpacking, she's just very sweet and putting stuff away. But every now and then she just gets me with a little, just a little comment here and there about, you know, how she just slides in the little things like, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, hey, Albert, uh, can you please, you know, this is a great place, but when you make your next move, can you please make it? Your last move to your home with your wife and your family. I'm like, real subtle, yeah. Mom, I, I don't have a girlfriend. I get it. I get it. I don't. I can't promise you that in 11 and a half months I'm gonna break. I'm gonna end this lease and and move into a dream home. But she, you know, mom always she always makes a little comment or she she's unpacking you know the stuff in the <laughs> kitchen and she found some she found some baked goods, Brandon. And she goes, Oh, Albert, where, where where do you want me to put these baked goods? You know those white girls that you like, they all they know how to do is bake cookies and brownies and maybe a cake if you're lucky. And that's her subtle way of saying that she's not sure that the girls I date are capable of cooking enough to keep me fed. Because really that's all Cuban mothers care about, Brandon, well, is, is making sure that you're fed. That's the problem is these Cuban girls are not growing up, or these white girls, excuse me, are not growing up with the uh, Easy Bake Pastelito oven. It's, <laughs> it's, it's uh, cookies and brownies only. we got to get them uh, going on the uh, South American... And uh, what would you call it? Caribbean, Latin, Latin American, yeah, Latin like American. Latin American. You, you know, it's, it's it's just something, man. Like my mom was born in Cuba. She came here when she was sixteen, and I'm telling you, man, I'm 35 years old, and I swear, this woman, her number one priority in life. I feel like she wakes up in the middle of the night and she's like, "Oh my God, is Albert eating?" Like I don't think she cares what's happening in my life beyond whether or not I am consuming in the appropriate portion of rice, beans, and some kind of meat. I think like, it's all it's all out of like some mildly and granted his mom's the least selfish person on the planet, but it's this little tiny selfishness of just like I need to keep Albert's reproductive system healthy and I need an environment where a woman's reproductive system might be healthy. So that just maybe accidentally some grandkids slide out. So you think it's just her trying to like be like, We we I gotta see him, we gotta get him healthy. I, I think that yes. Your mom loves you an incredible amount, like you said, almost too much. And if you popped out a grandkid, just your mom would be like throwing food at you and just totally focus on this grandkid. My mom very different from from my mom. Yeah, it, my mom. I think that's just kind of she's. Do you do you feel like that culturally that that 
translates into where you're at, Brandon, with your mom. Is she is she dropping hints? I mean, you're coming up on 30 now. Is she dropping little hints like, hey, Brandon, what's going on with you? Or you, got, or you guys just have a different set of expectations. I feel like in the normal Jewish community, my mom would be dropping hints right about now or throughout my 20s. I have a very like progressive, cool, take care of yourself. You're young. You can wait. You know, you're a guy. It's different for you kind of thing. So I, I get no pressure from that kind of side of things. Yeah, you're, you know, your mom, Maddie, she's a sweet lady. And I feel like you guys have a good relationship where she's kind of cool and she understands that you're, you know, the times are a little bit different with that where I think my mom and, you know, the Latin culture just looks at it differently. I got to tell you, man, she, you know, Brandon made a comment here for the for the listeners at home. My mom left me a, uh, she always finds some kind of little either trinket or just little extra accent to add to my house, whether it's, you know, a flower or a thing. And, you know, this move, she just very covertly left me this, this little, it's a figurine, really. It's a, it's a little small statue and it's of St. Michael and it's meant to indicate protection and safety. And my mom grew up very, you know, Catholic and religious and I respect that. And Brandon immediately sees the figurine and goes, what did you say about it, Brandon? Oh, that so it looks like Julius Caesar had a baby with Jesus, and he like did Poseidon's dirty work because there's some sort of dead sea creature at St. Michael's feet. He's definitely got, listen, he's got a sword, and he's meant to protect the house. And, you know, it's as much as, like, you know, my mom, she has her nuances and stuff, but, you know, I love her, and I think I think she goes to a really good place with that Oh, yeah, it's, it's it's pure love. It's pure love. It's 100% pure love. It's 100%. And um, I know it's not to ward away me, because she's always like, oh, I love you, my Jewish son. Otherwise, I would feel very uh, unwelcome by St. Michael's presence. No, no. She, yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's all love around here. It's nothing but love. It's nothing but love. <laughs> uh, we, uh... Yeah, we've kind of advanced a little bit since the last podcast. We got a little bit of new equipment in here. We've got a we got a new laptop rocking and rolling. We got one of these uh, serious microphone situations going on. Brandon, I got to ask, man, you've known me for a while. One to ten, how surprised were you that I set was able to just do the basic setup of these electronic and tech stuff, knowing how bad I am at technology. It's it's truly groundbreaking. Uh, I came in and I saw that a mirror was hung up and I said I would have loved to be there to watch you attempt to hang up this mirror because I have no doubt that you would have called me and go, Brandon, I have a problem hanging up this mirror. For some reason, I can't see my reflection. And I would have been like, Albert, you need to turn it and you would have just rotated it and still not seen your reflection. That's how bad this guy is with just anything handy. And then you add a technological component and it's just absolutely astounding how bad he is. It's it's unbelievable. Like, uh, like you're not good at technology. You really aren't that good. I mean, you're very, very low level. But compared to me, I feel like you're Michael Dell. Like, you're un- that's how bad I am with technology. Oh, it's unreal. In my mind, you're just like trying to still figure out the elevator. And after a few seconds, you're just like, fuck it, I'm going to take the stairs. Like, yeah. this, this, this system of up and down. I don't know if there's an option that I'm missing. Am I supposed to press both? It's, it's, I'm going to take the stairs. I'm going to opt out of this technological advancement. It's embarrassing. It's actually embarrassing how bad I am with technology. I feel like if you watch me try to type on a keyboard, it's like watching an orangutan trying to play the piano, and he is not very classically trained. Like, That's a really, really big insult to orangutans. It's like a hammered orangutan <laughs> who, who's just like on a fender. Yeah, it's, it's not. Uh, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. And that's man. not just because Albert's dark. It's uh, it's not pretty at all. It's not pretty at all. But we uh, we made it. We finally figured it out. We had an intro song this week. I had to go dig deep. This this will give you guys an insight to how skilled I am technologically. 
um, with our intro song today, we went back to uh, back to my early days, my high school, college days. One of my favorite musicians, a good friend of mine by the name of James Partridge, and one of his musical acts uh, featured our intro song for today's show. And in order to play that song, I found an actual CD, compact disc, if you're under 25 years old. Um, they're like vinyl albums, but for the late 90s. And I played this CD on an old DVD player that I found, recorded it, and that's how we got it on the podcast. So I'm, that, that gives you guys an insight to the level of sound engineering that we're working with here at the It's Not Polite to Ask podcast. Yeah. The, the utmost uh, advances is uh, in, in recording technology. But thanks for the update. Obviously, we're, we're happy to have this microphone, but I think all the listeners from last week want to know what's the update with Baseball Girl. Oh, Baseball Girl. Here we go. That was the, uh, I got to tell you, I was surprised. You know, you never know when you start a new podcast what what the feedback's going to be, who likes what, who thinks it's interesting. Brand, I got to tell you, I was, I was surprised at the, you know, avalanche of... <laughs> responses I got about this baseball story. People were people were very opinionated about this baseball story. There weren't a lot of people in the middle. It was a lot of people on your side saying, leave her the baseball. Mm-hmm. And you know what? There was actually a few people that were like, screw that girl. You deserve that baseball. You should go get it. And uh, I had some more people than I thought asking me I should get it back. Can, can you believe that? Yeah, I mean, sh- shout out to those people that think that that's uh, okay social etiquette to go back and ask for... Uh... I don't want to, because I played baseball, so I don't want to, like, reduce it to this, but a childhood play thing. You know, like, let's call a spade a spade. You you want to go get a childhood play thing. Yes, granted, it has special meaning, but that eh, ship is still in my mind. And Anybody who, who doesn't know the situation, please go back and watch uh, episode one, by the way, to get filled in on what, what now we're going to call her Baseball Girl, even though I do know her name. Uh, it's way, way funnier to call her Baseball Girl. She's definitely Baseball oh, Girl yeah, for forever sure. now. For uh, sure. One of our listeners, Jason from Iowa, uh, messaged me and told me that I should. Jason, shout out to you if you're if you're listening, by the way. Uh, Jason said that I should find a covert way to try to get my baseball back without, while being subtle and not being over the top. And you know, Brandon, I think I'm going to take Jason's advice. I think I'm going to reach out to her and tell her, hey, um, you know, you left something in my house. I have a couple of her beauty products. There you go. I'd like to return these to you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in the neighborhood. You have, because she does have some of my shirts and stuff, right? And when I say stuff, I'm just going to let it be an all-encompassing thing. And I'm hoping that she does, like, the girl thing and gets, like, a shoebox and puts, you know, like, the shirt I gave her and a pair of shorts and maybe that really important memento of baseball that will always connect me to my favorite team and seeing them in the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. Literally this moment, incredible business idea, taking investors now, breakup exchange just a neutral location where couples who have broken up can drop off their stuff in a box and say break up between this person and this person so in this case would be albert and baseball girl and you could just exchange your stuff without seeing each other what about we take one of your favorite places sure here we go uber eats there we go and we created uber eats for breakup exchanges i like it and you can watch the car how about we don't change it we just keep it as uber eats with an available breakup exchange add-on and that way you get your ex's stuff back but with some food to, to, to soften the blow. <laughs> Win-win. People helping people. You're like, I'm. I, you're like, I need my shirt back. That comfortable hoodie's been missing oh, for yeah. a while. I could use a couple tacos. Yeah. Next thing you know, it's you're making a night a out. A couple of tacos that. always soften the blow. You're you're gonna get that item back. Maybe it still smells like her perfume. She's been wearing your sweater. Little little, little taco action fixes everything. 
No guys, fun here at uh, It's Not Polite to Ask podcast, we are always brainstorming and always giving you guys free entrepreneurial advice. Innovating. Innovating Inno- is what we're doing. Innovating is, is a big part of this program. Innovation is, is great. So I'm hoping that this, 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 circ- this circuitous roundabout way might land me my baseball back band, and I, I, I can't be sure. But and you might become a millionaire now. I'm telling you, breakup exchange. It's a thing. Breakup Pe- exchange. People are pretty excited about it already. I'm getting uh, tons of messages right here on the uh, app that I don't have for people to interface with us. The interface that you don't oh, yeah. have. Well, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a weird thing, the dating. I, I got to tell you, Brandon, just to give one more update for our, for our listeners from last week. We've we haven't done much on the Australian Hinge Down Under Adventure. No, but we've logged in, and I got to tell you, we had a couple comments and a couple girls message us, and by us I mean me. I do use the royal we sometimes. I've had a couple girls message me with some pretty warm openers from Australia. So all I'm saying is, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But if the borders open up. We might be making a little bit of a, of a flight out there. So what you're saying is there Vegeta might be some opportunities. Is that what you're saying? We're going to definitely edit that one out of the yeah. Dad jokes for days. I love No, it. I love the dad joke. Love the dad joke. Can't stop, won't stop. Vegeta might be some opportunities for me down under, brother. There definitely might be some opportunities for us on that on that uh, scale. Um, uh, you know, Brandon, <laughs> for me, man, I miss, I miss traveling. I miss getting out there, so... You know, it, it was fun to try that out. For those who didn't listen last week, I decided to remotely set my location on the Hinge dating app um, and uh, the Bumble dating app to Australia, Scottsdale, Arizona, basically some really far away places from here where we are locally. Mostly in, uh, deserts. Let's just let's just let's just level with the people. It's mostly deserts. No, I don't I didn't think about that. Mostly yeah. deserts. I, there's something about sand. The sand really gets me. You know what? It's a bold strategy. You're like dehydration might like mess with their judgment. They're not getting enough water, too much sun. They're hopped up on vitamin D. They're really positive people. There's there's got to be some type of correlation here. There, those dry places with like that, that's got to be like a nice safe place to escape COVID and escape this whole thing, right, Brandon? No, you don't think so? It could be. Could be. It could be. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll have to play it by ear and find out. But uh, all right. So we haven't talked though. We haven't talked in ten days or so, or not that we haven't talked, but we haven't uh, gotten to catch up, as as you said. So what is going on with with the dating life? Anything new? Anything exciting other than uh, Australian Bumble? You know, we're trying to we're trying to get out there. We're trying to uh, we're trying to figure it out and uh, and see. What the new options were, you know, and interestingly enough, I was I was reconnected with somebody. I haven't I haven't seen them. I haven't uh, met up with them or anything like that yet. But I think that there's someone from my past that I learned a very valuable lesson from, and it came from my dad. So way back when in fourth and fifth grade, I went to I was a wee young lad. I don't know why the I don't know I don't know why I'm turning into an, yeah, an, I don't, an, I don't an, know what's going on. There. I don't know where that came from. And moving forward, here moving we go. forward, I was yeah. a youngster, and I went to Rockwell Elementary down in Miami, Florida, and there was a girl in my class, and she was I won't I won't use her name, but she was a she was a nice girl, and she seemed to have a pretty big affinity for me at the time. She was my first, or I was her first crush apparently, and. For whatever reason at the time, I was kind of into her friend. It was like my first girlfriend. She was a little bit of a troublemaker. She had a little bit of an edge on her. She was a little dangerous. I was the opposite of dangerous at the time. I was very dorky. Really quick, I've got to interject not to interrupt you. So you just said back in your youth. So you said fourth grade, is that what it is? Yes, sir. So you said a little bit of a troublemaker. Is that like you noticed her in time out a lot? Like, (laughs) like we we got to describe that. Like you're in fourth grade. You're like, oh, she's up to no good. She's stealing crayons. Like what's going on? Maybe I misremember fourth grade. She was a young rebel, man. (laughs) These girls in Miami, I feel like 
when they're, you know, they were, we were, it, it's funny because, uh, you know, that, when I, during the conversation with this girl, as we get through it, she did say a comment. She was like, I was like, you know, I was like in six going on 16. These girls mature a lot quicker than we do, especially a lot quicker than I did. I was a, Oh, she's writing cursive already. She's just way ahead of you. Oh, I was, a, I, was a, <laughs> I was a goody two shoes, man. And this girl was, she had a mean streak. Like, I, I don't think I saw her smoking cigarettes, but if she could, she would have been puffing, smoking some heaters in gotcha. fourth grade. All right. So, so you're on the set of Grease, basically. Yeah. We're on the set of Grease. Yeah. This girl's got a tattoo. She's got a leather jacket. Gotcha. She's got a tattoo. It's not even henna. The, the picture's painted. Here we go. I don't know how she did it, but yeah. So Back I, to you. So I kind of got into her friend who was more the rebel, and I kind of didn't pay attention to, um, you know, we'll, we'll call her Pam. We'll call her Pam, right? And Pam... Um, kind of told me at one point that she had a crush on me. This was many years ago. I don't remember it. And I never forget my dad once told me, Albert, you should be nice to her because you never know. One day she might grow up and be a stunningly beautiful girl. And I was kind of like, you know, whatever. I didn't, you know, I don't listen to my dad. My dad's kind of full of hot air sometimes. Well, lo and behold, I reconnected with this girl recently, just in a friendly capacity, you know, social media, one of those things. And I hate to say this, and you won't hear me say this a lot. But somehow my dad was right because she is an absolute beautiful woman. She won an international beauty contest from a Latin America country. I won't say which because we got to protect anonymity here on the It's Not Polite to Ask podcast. But I got to tell you, Brandon, it's it's crazy to see how you know life goes in a different direction. It's kind of like that butterfly effect. It's like if nine-year-old me didn't choose to go with the rebel and maybe went with a nicer girl... You know, maybe my mom's not complaining about me having all these unused baked goods in my kitchen when we're unpacking at 55. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I got you. It's, I got cr- you. it's crazy how life goes in a different direction. So, I don't know. We might, you know, we might meet up for coffee or something just to catch up and see what uh, what's going on with life in that capacity. But, all right, but so, the, the real thing is we need we need a good nickname for this girl. Is this Troublemaker Tina? Like, what are we going to go with here? Well, no, we she wasn't baseball. the Troublemaker. She was the Goody Two Shoes. Ah, she was okay. the Goody Two Shoes. Ah. She was kind of dorky, too. She's a late bloomer. You know what I like about her? And I'll tell you this. I feel like even though she became this beautiful woman, I think, and in my experience, the the girls that have, because she probably had a little bit of an awkward phase in her youth, the girls that have a little bit of that, whatever you want to call it, the ugly duckling, the not so, you know... Personality fl- growing phase. We'll call it a personality yeah, growing flourishing. phase. flourishing. Yeah, there you go. I feel like they those type of girls become... Generally cooler, more down to earth, as opposed to the girl who's sure. been seen as like a princess or like a, a beauty person from literally from the moment they started making yeah, memories. Th- those people learn to develop skills to be, you know, valued by or however you want to describe that other than their looks. They're developing these other... That's just people in general. I mean, yeah. I went through an awkward phase. I was the shortest kid in my class and all these types of things. And that's kind of like where I think I developed a little bit of the... The humor and the jokey joke, ha ha. You got humor, you got jokes. Yeah, well, you know, only only uh, fast food related, but yeah, I agree with that. I, mean, I think that I think that's an important thing, and it's like uh, I remember I used to look for that a lot, and I kind of stopped looking for it. But I was like, you know, if a girl showed me like her young pictures and she looked awkward or dorky in high school, she'd be like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. But in my head, I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. Count, count me in. This yeah, girl's I was gonna like, like stand up comedy. I was and, like, this is great. This girl's yeah, gonna be cool. Yeah. She's gonna have some interest. I'm gonna be able to like have a conversation with her yeah. about things other than keeping up with the Kardashians and bullshit. Um, so that's. That's something good to know, you know, and I we'll see, man. We'll see where it goes. You know, it's uh, it's crazy how life sometimes brings you certain things at certain times. So, all right. Well, since we can't come up with a nickname, we got to ask uh, listeners to chime in with a nickname for uh, Goody Two Shoes here. Ooh, yeah, okay. I, li- I like this game. Okay, please go ahead, guys. Mention us on Twitter. That's uh, at Not Polite to Ask. 
or mention in the comments below what Brandon's nickname is going to be for this uh, this mystery girl that I've reconnected with from way back in Rockway Elementary, and we will uh, we'll see we'll see who's, who comes up with the best name. Whoever comes up with the best name, I will I will mention you and I will I will contact you next week. And you will win a prize. I don't know what the prize is. It might be the figurine that's currently in my oh, house. Mystery prize for mystery girl. Yeah, you might win. You might win Saint Michael. You Your very own Saint Michael. Oof. You might win an Uber Eats order directly from Brandon Shaw himself, the Uber Eats master. You never know. We're full of surprises here, and it's not polite to ask. So uh, feel free to, um, like I said, mention us on Twitter, contact us on Instagram, send us an email, uh, whatever you need to do. So um, for. For Brandon and myself, uh, this has been another episode of It's Not Polite to Ask. Uh, guys, we had a great time. Brandon, uh, thank you again for coming in and joining us, man, interrupting your busy schedule of eating food and uh, and raiding drivers. And don't forget breathing, yeah. Breathing. Really been, we been cannot busy. forget. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, thanks for having me. I'll uh, look forward to be back on again soon. We'll have you soon. Listeners, I will leave you with this. I knew that the sneeze is important moments later.